Hey, what's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of It's Personal. On this episode, we have Tiffany Jewell. We talk a little bit about books. We talk favorite teachers. We talk a little bit about what education looks like today. Let's go. It's about to get personal. 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 Just got personal. Jerry and I just got personal. It's personal. My name is Derek Bourne. My name is Cornelia Smyler. My name is Val Brown. Hey, what's up, everyone? Welcome back. And we are in another episode of It's Personal. And I'm really excited because one of the things that drawed me to uh, our guest today is her, I guess, her profile on Instagram. So if if I can, I'm just going to read it. So it is anti-bias educator, no no particular order, Um, Montessorian, I love freckled black, biracial, mama. And then you also have... bread baker so we might get into that a little bit as well um, just so we can kind of get an idea of what that means to you um, we have Tiffany Tiffany how are you I'm good how are you good it's so good to see you everyone that I've been talking to um, because I've been following a lot of you for like a little while now it's so nice to actually like see you like in real life <laughs> I know <laughs> Instagram's weird like it is so like, weird you know, like right and you you get to follow people and then you feel like you know them like a, a friend like you want to call them a friend but at the same time you've never actually talked to them um, yeah, but it's, it's it's cool. It's cool that we're able to do this, and I'm excited to um, have this conversation with you. And then hopefully the audience audience will get to know you a little bit more as well. Yeah. So can you just yeah. share with us just a little bit about who you are, and maybe possibly where you're from? Yeah, um, I'm Tiffany Jewell. <laughs> uh, I grew up in Syracuse, New York, which is like right in the center of New York State along the Erie Canal. Um, uh, I'm a twin. I have a twin sister. Uh-huh. Um, we are biracial. My mom's white and she's a, a British immigrant. My dad is a black man. Um, we grew up in a single parent household and our British grandparents lived on the street behind us. And so we like even lived with them for a little bit. Um, so very heavily influenced by my British rearing mm-hmm. in a way. Mm-hmm. Um, we attended all the public, same public schools that my mom and my aunt and uncles attended. Like we lived in that same neighborhood and grew up in. Um, and then um, first generation college graduate, the first teacher in my family. Wow. Um, yeah. <laughs> wow. Um, and yeah, now I teach an independent Montessori school in um, Western Massachusetts. That's awesome. Never <laughs> how, long, how long have you been there? Uh, this is my 14th year. Oh, wow. So I've been there for a while. And th- I just realized the other night that this is my like 17th year teaching. That is amazing. Yeah. That's amazing. <laughs> I'm in my seventh year. So nice. I, I 17th. I'm, well, thank I you. <laughs> No, I I think that's amazing. So have you been at what other schools have you been in? Um, My first, like, I I count it as my first year. Sure. But 
I got to study abroad in England, which was uh, um, like really. I got to go back to like the motherland, uh-huh. um, and I taught at a school there um, for oh, a little bit, and then I taught at a preschool in West Philly for two years. Wow! So you've gotten around a little bit, hey? A little. <laughs> <laughs> That's so good, though. That's so good. That's so good. So I was one thing that I'm very um, grateful for. And this is you and other other educators are doing a lot online is that you have like really great like book recommendations. Um, Thanks. (laughs) I'm assuming you read a lot. And I'm wondering, do you get through all of those books? Like you have a great. (laughs) (laughs) No. So what are you, Slowly. are you, um, maybe you could share like what's one of the books that have you're currently reading or have read that has kind of like really influenced you and it can be more than one uh, as well. Yeah. There's so many, um, pretty much all of the kid rec- book recommendations I have read. Um, so those are like vetted. Yeah, of course. <laughs> the adult ones, like I've read parts of them. I'm a slow nonfiction reader uh-huh. and I find personal, 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 that the best way to like read nonfiction is to hear it. So I listened a lot on my mm-hmm. drive mm-hmm. to school. Um, but the book like stamped from the beginning by Dr. Ibram confused like the book that I keep coming back to it's mm-hmm. packed um, just with like all of the history that we don't ever really learn about in school mm-hmm. um, and it really so beautifully lays out the like not just the like the history of racism but mm-hmm. like the whole time you hear that you have the story of resistance mm-hmm. and he walks you through um, people in history who have changed too um, like it talks about how within us we all uphold, uphold racist ideas and anti-racist ideas mm-hmm. and so just like when I kind of like when I'm done listening to that book or reading it and I just like restart it mm-hmm. of course um, and it's just it's so it's so good mm-hmm. um, that is the one that like, I can't not read, and I kind of like don't know how I managed without it before. <laughs> before <laughs> I think we all have those kind of like books or articles um, that we always yeah. end up going back to. Like we can read them a hundred times, and we continue yeah. to find things that we are learning from, or we can just apply to life. Um, that's the amazing thing about reading, right? Like, yeah, it doesn't matter how many times you read it; you're still going to get something out of it. Yeah. yeah, and I like keep like I don't really like go back and get a master's or a PhD right now, uh-huh. so I just keep reading books. And it's, <laughs> it's like, almost the same thing. <laughs> it's the same thing. It's <laughs> a little more affordable. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Tiffany, how much of like the books that you are reading influences like your teaching or what you're? Because you said you um, we talked a little bit earlier. You're teaching grade one, two, and three. Yeah. Right. Um, and I'm a third grade teacher, so I always find myself reading content that I'm super interested in and then always being aware and thinking a little bit forward at like the age developmentally. Um, what can they handle? How do I frame it? Uh, whether that's like through inquiry or through vid- like whatever, like how much does your um, reading influence what you're teaching in the classroom? Yeah. 
Um, like massively. And of then, like I, I always like preface like I have the luxury of working at an independent school, so I have a lot of autonomy as a teacher. Mm-hmm. Um, and because I've been in that school community for a long time, like parents don't question what I do anymore. That's good though. So it's it's great. And um, so like the stand from the beginning, um, it's really helped me to kind of. Um, go deeper into the history of racism Mm -hmm. and really lay out a timeline for students in a really uh, in a way where they can see like resistance and empowerment Mm -hmm. instead of just like being stuck in the oppression Mm -hmm. and so like using that book like I'm able to um, like he talks about like one of the places he talks about in the um, book is like near where our school is so I get to kind of share that like local history with them um and it's about like one of the the churches some of my students attend on um social justice so then we get to like inquire like why what's that change about why Mm -hmm. do we have that change Mm -hmm. um and so so, yeah I'd say like the more like the more information I have to like share the truth then Mm -hmm. like I can just kind of share it with my students of course and you feel more comfortable yeah 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 i think sometimes it's as teachers like we are constantly educating ourselves on a multiple like a number of different things um and we are consistently wanting to share that information is sometimes the tricky part is that like depending on the age level like what does that look like um what what would you say you're because you're doing all of this stuff now in your classroom what would you say you're class look like when you were in school in elementary or middle school or high school um how different was it then um to now and maybe now not necessarily what you're teaching um but maybe 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 the teachers back then were teaching those things i don't know no yeah (laughs) (laughs) so like i grew up in syracuse new york which is like like the onondaga um of the Haudenosaunee, uh-huh. um, the Iroquois nation is like, it's so like prevalent in such a big part of New York state history. And, and like the Iroquois had like the great law of peace, like way before any colonizers came here. Mm-hmm. And we didn't learn about any of that yeah. in school. And we should have. Sure. Because like it was so foundational and it was even foundational for like the establishing of documents for uh, the United States and we just didn't learn about any of the truths and I remember like only learning about slavery during like Black History Month and you're like man this is like this is a bummer so all of my teachers were white like I know I can't remember when I had a black teacher wow wow Um, we did have a black principal uh, Mrs. Rosa Parks and it like she was awesome and she worked really hard for mm-hmm. us um but the neighborhood that i so our, we had like a neighborhood school and we like we walked to the school and um it was probably like 90 percent black mm-hmm. maybe more um but all of our teachers were white and um yeah like some of my teachers were awful and um you know i had one teacher Mrs. Sherman. I always like to shout her out. <laughs> shout it out. <laughs> you are awesome. 
<laughs> but I remember, like, she she lived in the suburbs, and she would always tell us how much better her kids' school was and all of the, like, wow. fun things her her sons were doing. Uh-huh. And she was, she was so awful to um, some of my darker friends, especially. And she also, like, was not a smart teacher. Like, mm-hmm. she just spelled things. Like, my friend and I would take turns correcting her. Uh-huh. <laughs> Good for That's you. That's not how you spell Asia. <laughs> um, so, like, and there are still a lot of teachers like that out sure. there now. Like, I think she kind of saw herself as, like, saving the, like, poor inner city mm-hmm. kids. Um, but also, like, really just spent her time, like, managing us or trying to manage us and um, not, like, uplifting us and, like, mm-hmm. celebrating who we were. Um, like, she didn't get to know our parents or anything. Mm-hmm. And, uh, like, there's so many teachers like that. And, I, and um, and there, are a lo- there's, there are a lot of, like, amazing teachers who kind of understand their positionality mm-hmm. and um, the, the power that they hold in their classrooms and their biases. Mm-hmm. And there are a lot of amazing um, black teachers and teachers of the global majority who mm-hmm. are like speaking up mm-hmm. now too. Um, and so I think it probably looks very similar depending on where you go. Sure. Very sure. It's like I can't. Yeah. I, th- I think it's, it's, it's interesting because I do hear, like online and maybe it is just the people that I'm interested in or follow because as a human nature you follow and listen to and are interested in people that you are like-minded um so for me and possibly for you we feel like there's change coming um but like you said there's definitely people who either don't agree or um have other agendas Right. Um, and yeah. I don't I, I'm sh- I don't know exactly where those places are again, because I make sure that bubble of mine is fairly small <laughs> and I'm trying to keep that focus on what I think is important. Um, but that makes it very tricky because I, I remember teachers as well um, that I remember only hearing about Martin Luther King or yeah. slavery. Um, and there was nothing like positive. It was always about how. Yeah. oppressed we were or how bad yeah. things were or right? like how good the slaves had it yeah know? like the ones that were in the house were like doing okay and you're like exactly like, exactly yeah it, it, and it was it was very bizarre very very bizarre um yeah. and i felt like it like looking back now um I do feel like it has, and I'll ask you the same question. How much has those experiences like influenced you to maybe do what you do or going off to college and being a teacher or et cetera? Like, I feel like for me, it has, it's definitely made me think a lot more about what I'm teaching my, my students. Yeah. Uh, what, what do you think? What about you? Like, has it influenced? Yeah. yeah? Personal, 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 personal. Personal, personal. Yeah. <laughs> I was talking to my husband the other day and I was like, I can't even remember. We were talking, I think we were talking, reflecting on our seven year old's experience mm-hmm. like, in the school where I work and, and just like how much he's grown over the past months in his elementary classroom. And um, like my, you know, Mrs. Sherman definitely made me want to make sure that like there could, wouldn't be other Mrs. Shermans mm-hmm. in children's lives. Mm-hmm. 
And like when I when I started college, I thought I was going to be a medical researcher. Like mm-hmm. I took all these like biology, chemistry classes and math. Like I love science and math. And then I was started working with children in like a community center. And I was like, I actually want to work with children. I don't mm-hmm. want to be stuck in a lab. And just then it was like reflecting on all those experiences as a teacher uh, or as a student in and all the different teachers I had. And I had a lot of really great teachers. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, you know, it's being able to like, to recognize and notice this, the teachers that were great to sure. help me pinpoint, like, this is who I want to be mm-hmm. instead of like, I just want to be a reaction to like the worst teachers. Mm-hmm. I've had. Mm-hmm. Who were those teachers? No, no, that's good. Who, 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 maybe who, who were maybe one or two of those teachers that have kind of influenced you a little bit? Um, I loved my second grade teacher, Mrs. Campbell. Mm -hmm. And like, she did little things to show us that she loved us. Mm -hmm. Um, apart from like the way she taught us, because she had to like do the New York State standards and stuff for content, but like she, I remember, like, my friend Antoine and I, like, still have them. Like, she had these, her friend painted these little plates for every every single student in the class uh-huh. with our name on it in the year. And it was, like, one of those things, like, no teacher had ever given us a special gift before, uh-huh. let alone something that, like, you put on the shelf. Like, uh-huh. your parents, like, my mom was like, "That you are not using that plate that is going <laughs> on the shelf. But now, like, mm. we still have those plates. And we, like, remember Mrs. Campbell. Mm-hmm. And, like, just remembering, like, the way that she showed us she loved us by, mm-hmm. like, trusting us with, like, something that was so precious. Sure. Yeah. And we were seven and eight. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, if there were moments, like, if you were having a hard time in the class, she had you, like, sit. Sometimes you would sit under her desk or with her, but mm-hmm. she kept you really close. She didn't turn you out of the classroom. Uh-huh. And, like... You know, like, now I I talk a lot about, like, how I want, like, it's really important to keep students close. But, like, she was the one that, like, showed us it's possible. Mm -hmm. Um, And, like, some of us probably did need to, like, leave the classroom. She just kept everybody close. Yeah. It's crazy that a second grade, that a second grade teacher and us, like, being in the education system now for X amount of years, but you still remember that teacher, regardless of what grade that is. Um, and I think now, like you just said it, like now you are modeling the same thing. Like you are making sure what she did, you're doing the same thing. So your students feel the same way. Yeah. Yeah. I hope so. No, it sounds like you are. (laughs) It's it's fun too. Like alumni come back. Like I have students who are like graduated from college. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Which like blows my mind. And, um, it's really fun to see uh-huh. them like they, they come back to the classroom they offer to like help out oh they like run the things at field day or mm-hmm. like give tours and you're just like wow mm-hmm. like look at you you're all grown <laughs> i'm still the same as when i taught you <laughs> 10 years ago or whatever. that's all, i think that's that says a lot though they wouldn't come back if you weren't if you didn't have some sort of impact on them if you didn't yeah. care for them like i had a student like I've only been teaching for seven years and I coach as well. And recently yeah. last week I had a student who goes to um, Santa Clara and she came back and she just like, I'm in Singapore and she came back to visit her family 
And she messaged at like super early in the morning. And like I was on my way into work to work out and it was like five o'clock. And she was like, hey coach, like, what are you doing? I'm like, like, why are you messaging me right now? <laughs> and she's like, well, I just got off the plane and I can't sleep and I'm hoping like we can just see each I'm like, holy cow, like, I think you put that like extra care into something or you show them that you're open to have the conversation or the dialogue about anything. Um, and I personally do believe like it's okay that they come back and they want to be like your friend or they want to be able to talk to you. I think sometimes teachers get in this kind of like, I don't know, teacher mode where like there has to be this line between the teacher and the student. Like we can't, do you know what I mean? I think teachers who are able to go beyond that a little bit, um, knowing whatever those boundaries are and just like making those students feel like it's okay to share. Like those are the teachers that really hold that impact on students. Yeah. Um, and I was like, we went out, when was it? Saturday. She, she was like, can you meet me over by my place? We'll go out for like brunch. And we just <laughs> chatted and she talked about like first year of like college and like just what's going on yeah. and her experiences. And it was really, really nice just to like hear how successful she's been. Um, yeah. Knowing the conversations that we've had through high school. Yeah, it was really, really nice. So I totally understand what you mean. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Totally. What, they're all grown. They're, right? And, I, and I'm, again, only in my seventh year teaching. Yeah. And I had her when she was, I think, grade 9, 10, 11, 12. Like, I knew her. Yeah. But, like, just seeing her as a college student, <laughs> it's, like, a little trippy. It's, like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Wait a minute, you're driving. Exactly. You're driving, you're buying coffee or anything. Exactly. I remember when you were like, didn't even want to come to the door, and you were clinging to your mom crying. <laughs> did you did you ever teach older, um, or was it always lower elementary? Um, it was. It's almost, I've taught younger. Mm-hmm. I used to teach toddlers, which I love teaching toddlers. Um, I taught like preschool and kindergarten. I did middle school. I, I taught a little bit of middle school when I was in college, and I like middle school too. But it's always mm-hmm. been lower. Out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What grade in um, middle school did you teach? I was a six seven um, ELA mm-hmm. class. Okay, I've I've kind of flirted with the idea. Um, my wife teaches sixth grade. And um, I love, we often do like buddies with my like third grade class, which is like super cute. And I often like see myself in a sixth grade class Um, because I feel like they're like, you know, like second, third, first, like they still, they're a little bit wiggly. They still love mommy or daddy. They do. (laughs) Sixth grade, they, I feel like they still really like you. Um, they have this like kind of cool factor where like, you know what, like I'm, I'm a little, I'm, I know I'm too cool for you, but I'm still going to be yeah. your friend. <laughs> yeah. Right. Oh, I love, like our school goes up to middle school. And yeah. So like all of my former students are in the upper level and uh-huh. it's so fun to like hang out with that. Like they come into my classroom, or, mm-hmm. but the conversations we have, like the things can go much deeper. Which totally. Too. Totally. I, yeah. This summer I'm going, I'm doing, um, a summer program at our school for the older students mm-hmm. because I want to like oh that's fun and like be able to work with older yeah children. and it, nice. is that program open like what would you, is it open for you to do kind of whatever you want or is there some sort of oh that's nice <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, it'll be our first. It's like a. So we're like kind of piloting a social justice summer program, uh-huh. and uh, like the summer program director, he's like the guy who hired me mm-hmm. years ago. That's so, so cool, though. Yeah, we have a nice relationship, and and he lets me like last year I got to do a cooking camp. Uh-huh. I like to That's cook. amazing. Um, and so this year we're like we're really focusing on like the identity work, and next year it'll be anti-racism. So mm-hmm. we're doing like this kind of three-year that's cool program that grows. That's yeah, cool. I'm excited for it. Yeah, I would love to just like see what that looks like um, because I yeah, feel I'm like writing it. <laughs> it's nothing like starting from scratch, right? Yeah, it's pretty fun. <laughs> Would you say overall your childhood was like pretty, like, would you say it's a mixture of positive and dislikes or likes and like, what would you say your overall? Yeah. yeah? When I reflect on it, like it was, I had my twin sister, Mm -hmm. so I had like a constant. Me and Tiffany really got into it during this podcast to hear the rest of this podcast. Tune in tomorrow for part two where We continue to get personal. It would mean the world to me if you left a review for this podcast. As we are going through each podcast, I'm consistently trying to figure out ways to better this podcast production, conversation, and flow. Hit me up on all social media accounts at Gary R. Gray Jr., I'm most active on Twitter at the moment, but you can also find me on Instagram and Facebook.